we're back. This is Bobby with another episode of Yup, It's in There. And so today we're going to cover a topic that may not be familiar to everyone, but is most certainly a topic that touches the lives of many. And so today our topic is going to be usury. And I know I can hear you saying, what in the world is usury? Well, it touches all of our lives. And I think it's a system that we all have uh, become a part of, either through apathy, selective denial, outright wickedness, uh, complicitness, laziness. Either way, it is a system that has crept in and we've allowed it. I've not heard anybody stand up in outrage, nor have I heard policy written uh, that would reverse uh, usury uh, the way it is being uh, used um, against um, members of our, our society. And so I will start with the definition by Merriam-Webster. Merriam-Webster defines usury as the lending of money with an interest charge for its use, especially the lending of money at exorbitant interest rates, an unconscionable or exorbitant rate or amount of interest specifically interest in excess of a legal rate charged to a borrower for the use of money. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the state of Georgia. In the state of Georgia, the minimum wage is $5.25, I believe. And so in the state of Georgia, you have $5.25, which is the state amount for minimum wage. We have several uh, poor communities throughout the state of Georgia who are offered jobs at the minimum wage rate. When you have a state with a minimum wage uh, at the amount of $5.25, it impacts um, the standard of living at every level. And so for people who uh, bring their businesses to the state of Georgia, uh, they have options and they can limit how high the salaries can be or become. And so with inflation and all of the things that have happened uh, over the past 30 years where the state of Georgia has failed to move and even move with the federal government whose rate is at least $2 higher, $2 or more higher than the state of Georgia. And I will say that states are not mandated to um, follow the federal government minimum wage because of state sovereignty. So the state has the sovereignty and that means they can do what they choose to do because of the authority given to the state governor uh, to select and choose. And so that is why the federal um, 
minimum wage can be one rate and then you go to other states and then the amounts are lower. And so I got into all of that just to make plain and to make clear um, how usury is another assault on uh, poor communities. And um, we all understand the way that credit works. When you have credit, you have the ability to pay because you are paid more money, then of course your credit is oftentimes better. But what happens in our credit scoring system and the way it is done, the people who are least able to afford a higher interest rate are being charged the highest rate of them all. And it is um, costing them much more than they're able to pay, keeping them enslaved to a to the system of being a worker because they're not being extended credit to begin to broaden their ability to establish business, to establish home ownership. Because if our minimum wage is at $5.25 and you start at that space, then being able to garner credit with the amount of income that you have puts you in the space where you're going to be charged a higher interest rate. And so it is there uh, where, you know, we are really missing an opportunity uh, to align ourselves with doing good uh, to those who need it most. And so for many of us, we have blindly uh, walked into a system uh, to which none of us have rebuffed. Everybody works really hard to get to this space where I am not receiving interest rates that would keep me enslaved or keep me at a lower level. And so um, this, in fact, is usury. And I can hear you now. Bobby, is that in scripture? Has God taken a position on how we charge interest? And my response is what it always is. And that is, yeah, it's in there. And so what I'd like to do now is go to my first scripture, which can be found in Exodus 22, verses 25 through 27. And it reads, if you lend money to one of my people among you, who is needy, do not treat it like a business deal. Charge no interest. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, return it by sunset, because that cloak is the only covering your neighbor has. What else can can they sleep in? When they cry out to me, I will I will hear, for I am compassionate. All right. And so the practice of usury has become acceptable, not only by mainstream America, but sadly, it has um, come to the house of the Lord. We have failed to lift up our voices and cry aloud on behalf of the poor and the needy. The poor and the needy have come to us, the church, for which there has been no answer 
we have repeated what the world has established as the standard for lending and have added to the yoke on the necks of the poor and the needy. And so uh, what this uh, takes me to and what it reminds me of is the scripture found in Ezekiel. And that scripture is in Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 23 through 30. And it reads, the Lord spoke to me again. Mortal man, he said, tell the Israelites and their uh, that their land is unholy. And so I am punishing it in my anger. The leaders are like lions roaring over the animals they have killed. They kill the people, take all their money and property they can get and by their murders, leave many widows. The priests break my laws and have no respect for what is holy. They make no distinction between what is holy and what is not. They do not teach the difference between clean and unclean things, and they ignore the Sabbath. As a result of the people of Israel, I do not respect, excuse me, as a result, the people of Israel do not respect me. The government officials are like wolves tearing apart the animals they have killed. They commit murder in order to get rich. The prophets uh, have hidden these sins like workers covering a wall with whitewash. They see false visions and make false predictions. They claim to speak the word of the sovereign Lord, but I, the Lord, have not spoken to them. The wealthy cheat and rob. They mistreat the poor and take advantage of foreigners. I look for someone who could build a wall, who could stand in the places where the walls have crumbled and defend the land and defend the land when my anger is about to destroy it. But I could find no one. And so I also want to um, add um, another scripture. This is a New Testament scripture. And um, this scripture really speaks to our responsibility uh, to the poor. So it, it doesn't necessarily speak to usury, but as believers, we have a responsibility to the poor. And when you consider how uh, usury is being used to keep them captive, keep them captive in poverty, uh, keep them bound by poverty, you'll get some understanding uh, with regard to why it is I'm reading Luke chapter four, verses 18 through 19. It says the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The poor and the needy have sought and come to the place to receive the evangel or the good news only to run into the echo from the world. Instead, through the silence and apathy, we have allowed many to think that God doesn't care when in fact it is the exact opposite. We have in many cases bound the poor and the needy, made them captives by our lack of movement or lack of advocacy 
and a lack of resistance to the standard of usury becoming the standard practice of doing business. We have accepted the false despite the damage it has done to so many poor and needy. And so I say, as I always say, yup, it's in there. And this has been another, another episode of yup, it's in there. This is Bobby Simpson and we'll see you next time.